Hello, it's Wednesday, September 24th, 2008, and you're listening to Flipped Out. Flipped Out is a podcast about the art, the culture, and the madness of Austin, Texas, and its burn community. I'm your host, Lance Hunter. Let's begin. Holy crap! A Flipped Out episode? Did I surprise you? Flipped Out is coming straight out of nowhere and is back to kick some ass and continue its quest to document this fantastic community. This week, I've got an interview with Treg, a heavy-lifting Flipside volunteer and part of the team behind The Boogie Booth, easily the most plush art car in Pyropolis. In fact, an art car so plush, it's now being used to cruise around the city of Austin for various functions, like registering voters and carrying live bands as they play at First Thursday. Now, if you saw this mobile VIP lounge cruising around, you may be surprised to know that the whole thing was built in just a few months. Treg's going to tell us the story of how the boogie booth was created from concept to completion and discusses this crazy burn thing and, and how it's affected his life. And now, my interview with Treg. Hey, who the hell are you? <laughs> I'm Treg. Cool. Um, and I guess, that, uh, what did you do for Flipside this year? <laughs> oh man, um, volunteered at my ass off. Uh, helped with tickets, helped with uh, theme camp placement, and uh, got motivated and helped uh, put together an art, art car. An art car. This is a. I think this is like of all the burn podcasts. That's kind of a staple. Is the guy who built the art car. You're going to talk to him, and uh, now I'm going to talk to the guy who built the art car. Um, what What was your art car? Well, the final name of it was uh, the Boogie Booth, and uh, it was. Um, down around uh, F in uh, Pyropolis, or uh, whatever F is this year, but uh, uh, my wife Stephanie wanted to do a uh, people mover, coming back from Burning Man, she said, ooh, I want a people mover, and I said, ooh, we could do it on a pickup truck bed, and so that's kind of what, um, that was the idea, you know, coming back from Burning Man, and and then uh, Bob and Bean uh, had a truck for sale, we picked that up, and next thing you know... You know, two and a half, three months later, it was uh, it was working. Yeah, so. yeah um, I guess uh, the people mover. I understand you like you kind of went the plush route. I know there are different ways you can kind of do that that people have gone. But you, y'all seem to do the like the, the, it was very uh, elegant to say. Go big or go home. That's so. You know, it was just it was very it was a team effort, um, and I. I like to do uh, my background. I like to do infrastructure work, and um, and Stephanie decided she wanted to do uh, the uh, the look and feel. So that's how we split up the project. Um, it you know she picked the colors, the name, the um, everything, and I, and I and I added a few uh, and I added a few features. So. Yeah. So whose idea was the stripper pole? Mine. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Um, originally, Stephanie was talking about a uh, six-passenger um, little club car, like a golf cart thing. And I was thinking, my contribution is, well, let's step it up a level. Um, and we talked about it on the way back from Burning Man. Damn near drove off the road as we're drawing pictures. But, uh, but uh, you know, that was the gist. And... Um, and uh, 
we I just kind of put it together, you know, from from what we had talked about, and uh, I'm sure that if if she would have built it, we'd have had a different foundation. But you know, it is what it is, and and. Um, Another part of the goal, too, was to have a, um, when it's all said and done, to have a community um, framework that uh, somebody can that somebody can um, talk to me about and we can build something on there, maybe uh, something with the wings or a beak or, you know, and, and be able to use it for first Thursdays or just, uh, you know, have a platform available. Actually, that, that's a good question. I, you notice you got the, the booth seating in the back. Mm -hmm. uh, now, is that removable? Is it solid? Yeah, it's all modular. Um, the the intention was to basically um, have the truck be a platform, and then uh, everything on it would be modular. Uh, so the uh, U-shaped booth in the back um, comes off, and and basically we can put anything on there we want. Um, I mean it. Ford F-250, three-quarter done, heavy-duty, extended cab. Took the bed off, um, chopped half the cab out in place. It's 18-foot bumper-to-bumper, and so, and then basically chopping the cab off, I added a 14-foot deck on the back. After that, everything else is just built up up there. Uh, yeah, what's the capacity? <laughs> we did a load test uh, on one of the church nights, and uh, we got, like, I don't know, 21, 22 people on there. Um, during flip side, I think we're, I was counting noise, uh, noses at one point. It's like 37. So, so was that stationary or moving? It was moving. Uh, yeah, I, I put some uh, I put some uh, suspension stops in there so that way it would basically bottom out and we could keep on rolling. Uh, learned a lot. Learned a lot. Learned how to weld. Uh, learned how to... Um, you know, it, it just comes from being at the warehouse, saying, hey guys, I have a need, you know, I don't know how to weld, but I want to build this, and just asking, 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 and uh, Demon Monk was great, he, um, he, uh, he said, okay, I'll teach you how to weld, and he kind of showed me, and then um, Sodium came along and said, hey, you may want to redo this, and um, other people came along and just kind of, hey, that's a good job, or that really sucks, you know, but... It's all just a. It's a communal. Um, it was a communal project from uh, advice and stuff. I remember. I remember being there the day you drove the truck to the warehouse. As a matter of fact, and being there, it's like, oh, that's a truck. Something's gonna happen. Yeah. Well, what would you say was the most difficult part of the uh, construction effort? The time. Uh, yeah. I mean. Like with any project, it starts with the uh, envisionment, and then um, you get through the uh, design phase, you know. Um, and after that, you just break it down into sub sub problems or you know, sub issues. And uh, for example, the original envisionment of the stripper pole was going to be surface mount. That didn't work, and so you spend a couple of days. Don't get don't get upset. Just spend a couple of days uh, talking to people and looking at it and scratching your head. And, Say, oh, this is what I could do, and um, as you know, it was Lance sober, Lance tested, and uh, Casey and Sparky and uh, several other people got on there. And um, one of the comments I heard at Flipside is, uh, the canopy may not be stable, but by God, that stripper pole is. You know, I mean, I know safety third, but um, on a moving vehicle uh, at night in a uh, at an event. Safety was important to me. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of the counterpoint to safety third. It's like, but 
We don't really want to kill anyone, you know? Exactly, you know, exactly. If possible. If they kill themselves, hey, but you know. Yeah. Um, I, okay, when you get to the event, uh, how, how, how well do you think it went? I know the flip side, like, as opposed to on Burning Man, it's all flat surface, you can kind of take your art vehicle almost anywhere, you know. But uh, at flip side, obviously, we have a lot of hills, we have a lot of different roads and kind of limited areas. Uh, How do you find navigating and driving during Flipside? Well, let's let's start let's start back even farther, leaving the warehouse and getting to uh, Flat Creek. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Um, that was an interesting experience um, going through uh, Dripping Springs and a couple at a couple stoplights. We had people um, asking us, "Hey, can we rent that? Hey, uh, how, you know, how can I how can I get a hold of you?" And because they wanted to use it for their parties. Um, and then once we got to uh, Flat Creek. Um, you know, Stephanie and I already decided about staying on uh, staying on the paved roads and a couple of the clear, more clear roads. Um, but you know, like any other party, we got uh, brave and took it down some back roads that the trees weren't clear, and so we we, caught, we got the canopy caught up and bent. And we had to work on it on site and stuff like that. But um, driving it around was great. Just put it in low and go slow. You know, um, it was like I said, it was a three-quarter ton, so we had no problems getting up the hill. Um, and uh, we used it on barn night. You'd be able to watch the burn, and that was a lot of fun. And um, pro- my most, one of my most memorable, mo- memorable moments about uh, the uh, Flipside event and the boogie boot was coming out of my camp and uh, looking across the street. The boogie boot had been parked. The lights were on. Disco ball spinning, and this that music's playing. And you know, there's there's you know. 10 people sitting on the booth just having a great time and it's not going anywhere um, they just I just felt good about you know here's my gift and it the gift is being used so. well, actually, I was, I was ask that. okay how about you just mentioned a memorable moment um, you know seeing the boogie booth but like while operating what was your favorite time when uh, we stopped uh, like um, we were over by uh, Philadelphia Experiment and um, down in Soundtown, and just being able to stop, pull off to the side of the road, swing the uh, swivel bucket seats around, and just watch people getting on and getting off and um, dancing. Um, uh, a lot of pictures being snapped on and off the pole. Um, I don't know, just for me, it's just people using it, you know, because to me, flip side is, is uh, interactive art. You know, um, not just not just all visual or all music, but just you know, play with it, play with it, play with it. And so, just to see people get on and get off and stumble on, stumble off, and uh, everything was that was great. And uh, see, beyond the booth, what was your first flip side? Uh, this is my fourth flip side. So the first one would have been Rocket Ship, the last year at Rec Lamp. How did you find out about the whole Burn thing? Like, did you go to Burning Man first or something? No, a friend of mine, a 20-year friend of mine said, hey, you want to go camping? And uh, I said, sure. I mean, I trust him with my life, so there's no question about that. And um, we hooked up. Um, he was involved with a theme camp, and uh, we met with them. And it turns out that his friends, people that I've known for a while anyway. And uh, so it's like, no question. We went there, and it's like eyes open and they talked to me about you know what uh, or talked to us about what it is and everything and just eyes open and my first year just seeing all the art and the music and the people and the costumes and the play 
it took me back to my theater days. It took me back to uh, felt like a kid again, you know, and uh, now a kid with cash that can actually contribute something, you know, whether effort or you know time or whatever, and um, and just you know, big fun, you know. It just I wouldn't trade it for the world. Fantastic. Right on. And, uh, yeah, I guess that, that kind of ties into, like, uh, how, how is Flipside like influence? Like, you know, how, like, the day-to-day life of Treg, pre-Flipside versus post-Flipside. Good question. I would, I, I take things a lot less seriously. Um, I mean, they still, they're, uh, certain things are still important to me, but... Um, being able to uh, live in the moment, um, you know, I, I goes back to a philosophy I had for a while. You know, plan for the future, live for the day. It really has drilled that home. Um, how you can, how you can um, just be. You know, if you're if you're upset, people accept you. If you're happy, people accept you. If you're um, if, if you're giving or sharing, loving, caring, people accept you. And just, just that, uh, that feeling of acceptance and, and also the, um, for me personally, to be a contribution. That is something that's very strong in my personal beliefs. And to be involved with this community has an outlet for that. Uh, Burners Without Borders, um, the, uh, our, our theme camp, you know, little things we do with them. Um, just the community is growing, and just be just being a part of that, and, and also um, it has allowed me the opportunity to bring um, several coworkers, and some of them get it, and some of them don't, which is fine. But at least they've experienced it at least once, you know. And um, maybe their path is not ready to join in, you know, jump in head first and. And that's been eye-opening too. So you know, I don't know. It's just about the share, about the give. What's the most interesting coworker experience you've had at Flipside or at a burn event? Then, that's... well, we're getting away from the boogie booth, but uh, oh, that's okay. The uh, most interesting experience, uh, coworker experience, probably has been um, costume selection. That. Um, Young, 26 years old, um, and uh, just uh, coming out of coming out of my uh, my area of the theme camp and uh, seeing his costume selection and just shaking my head, and it was a great laugh and it was a great internal laugh. I felt so, felt sorry for the guy, but uh, what was the costume outlandish or just uncomfortable or what do you think? Disgusting, in my opinion. I mean, some people may, you know, he wore it with pride. More power to him. However, it's it's like, oh man, not for me. And just just that that right there, to me, is what uh, Flipside is all about. Is however you want to be, be it. But be it 110 percent. Live it, breathe it, be it. And if it turns out to be something that the community doesn't like. You'll find out about it, you know? Yeah. Everybody has an opinion. Exactly. Um, 
I guess it would take us into a, a little bit of forecasting. Uh, what, what do you see for next year? Like, have you already, you know, flip side, it's been it's been three weeks. Have you got next year's plan set up yet? Or well, actually, I've got a couple of art projects that I'm thinking about. <laughs> I mean, once you turn on the juice, it's kind of hard to turn it off, and that's another thing that's exciting about the community. Um, as far as the boogie booth go, uh, goes, um, Stephanie would like to leave it in its current incarnation. Um, there's some repairs that need to be done, but uh, leave it in its current incarnation and um, and uh, use it another year. Um, however, uh, let's a little closer to home. Uh, Santa Rampage or SantaCon is uh, put a red put a red skirt on the back, make it kind of a sleigh, you know. Weld up a rod or something on the front, put some reindeer on there, drive around town with a sleigh, and that's one option. I mean, there's without destroying the current incarnation. Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's uh, several things we can do with the with the uh, current framework, um, current style, um, and uh, I don't know. That's in the future, dude. You know, just let it. You know, I'll deal with that later. And uh, one more thing on the boogie booth. How did it do mechanically? Because, I mean, so many art cars, they crap out, they make it to the event, then they die, or, like, something else happens, or, you know, or they don't even make it out. But how did things go mechanically? Like anything else, start with a solid foundation. Um, Wednesday, we were heading out, we were heading out Wednesday um, to do, because I had volunteered, so I had a Wednesday shift, and driving out Wednesday, 7 a.m. I was still fixing uh, a fuel leak, okay? Um, but uh, getting out there, and once that was done, getting out there, uh, put a tank of gas in and dripping springs, and didn't have to fill up until the way out, you know? Um, it didn't hesitate or sputter, you know? I mean, basically, no, Bob and Bean did me right, you know? Is uh, they didn't, you know, they're good folks, and they said it, it runs, so I trusted them. And uh, a couple people around, uh, uh, a few mechanically minded folks around uh, the warehouse said, "Yep, sounds okay." So that was good enough for me, you know. Now, I, this is my first time to work on an engine. This is my first time to weld, to deconstruct a truck or anything like that, and I just hopped in and figured it out. And if I didn't know, I asked. So it ran, it ran, it ran good enough. You know, um, and we got home safely. So, and that right there is amazing. Or safe enough. But uh, it was fun. It was fun driving it out there with Red. Um, the uh, just the conversations we had, and the um, and just the the conversations we, we had with people not going to uh, Flipside. You know. Hey, can we, can we rent that? No. Nope. How do we ride that thing? Just hop on. Nice. Well, people were just stopping you, like, on the way. Oh, like, we, were at, we were at the red lights. We were at, stopped at the red lights, and they'd roll down the windows. What's going on there? What's going on? You know, what's, you know? So, but one thing we did do um, is we got antique plates for the truck. So that way, um, classic plates are more expensive. Antique plates drive to and from an event. And since we are the event, I can drive it anywhere. Treg logic. <laughs> oh man! You know, I, I maybe that'll hold up. <laughs> it's Texas. Hey. It's Texas. Who knows? Cool. All right. Now, uh, to, to wrap things up, the question I'm going to ask is: um, 
What does it take to be a rock star? Idea, envisionment, determination, and will. At least from from my perspective, you know, um, I Stephanie and I wanted to build a build a people movie, and it, you know, I was working on it six seven days a week for two months two and a half months, and it, it took a lot of it took a, took a lot of willpower. Um, if it wouldn't have been for Stephanie's envisionment, you know, we didn't. So yeah. Here's my answer. All right, right on. Oh, and uh, okay, I will. I, I could will sum it up and just say attitude, but you know, everybody says that. Yeah. I will do one more thing. Just to, uh, uh, any plans for the buggy booth going to the desert this year? No. I want to. I have thought about it, but uh, financially, is this is not the year to go. And the five dollar gas not going to do it for you. Uh, no. More than likely, I'd probably ship it out there if it was going to go at all, but. Um, yeah, the desert's a little harsher than uh, than Flat Creek, um, but I don't know. Ask the guys from DPW this year; they were having problems with the weather, so yeah, I guess it just depends. So I don't know. Maybe next year. Well, thank you. Thank you for listening to Flipped Out. Flipped Out is hosted at lancehunter.net slash flip. That's flip with one P. To email Flipped Out, email flippedout at gmail.com. And that's Flipped Out with two Ps. Thank you all for listening. Now, go be spectacular. Spectacular.